Hey, I'm Mark, uh, one of the pastors here, and this is Daniel. He's our site pastor downtown, and uh, we get the opportunity to, to look back a little bit on 2019 before we look ahead to 2020. Yeah, it's, it's just so great to be up here and uh, have us all here together as one family, as one body um, here at Lakeside Central, and we're just grateful that you've hosted us as well from Lakeside downtown. Um, but as we were kind of reflecting on this idea of looking back, I kind of was thinking like as people, we have this unique ability to be able to, you know, be in the present, dream about the future, but also look back at what's happened. And it reminded me of this, um, this story in Exodus where, you know, Robin, get, had the, we had the blessing hearing from Robin a couple weeks ago about mm -hmm. Moses and, you know, his call. And um, to make a long story short, at the end of that, they do escape. Um, and as they're heading out from Egypt, they get to this place where they're facing the sea. And behind them is, um, you know, they look back and it says they see Egypt chasing them. And they're like, oh no, we're dead, right? And they start complaining, they're like, it was so much better back then. And they're looking back on the past in a totally different picture, in a totally different mindset. And they're like, we're, we're, why are we here? What's going on? And Moses gives them this sort of epic speech, right? He's kind of like, tells them, you know, you're gonna go and it's gonna be great and everything's gonna be awesome. And he finishes with these words. He says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And I was like, that is so cool. Right? They, they look over their past. They look to what's in front of them. And he says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And I read that, and I'm like, wow, Moses, he's such a bold and brave guy. And then I read the next verse. <laughs> it says, and then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? It's kind of funny, right? Moses is like, guys, let's go. God's got this. He's going to fight for us. And then he's like, God, please help us, right? He turns right back to God. And I find that so true. If, you, if I think back over my past year, and maybe you do too, you're like, yeah, God did these great things. But also it sucked, right? <laughs> there was times where I was like, why is this happening? Oh, that was great. That was terrible, and so on. But then he says, God says these words, he says, tell the Israelites to move on. Tell them to move on. And so what we want to do is we just want to spend some time um, reflecting on the faithfulness of God in our church. Um, and then being able to take that as a sort of fuel to move on. Hmm. To be still and rest in what he's done. And be propelled by that forwards to what he's going to do. Yeah, and so we just want to just kind of highlight real. We're probably going to miss a lot of details, but just a 30,000-foot view of some of the neat things that as a family, Lakeside, we've been able to experience and see God move, even in some difficult ways and some moments where we kind of were crying out to God and thinking, right. if this doesn't come through, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and he did. And so it started off actually a year ago today where we had our intersection gathering where we basically had the first time where we were looking back and looking ahead, and we all asked God for a word from the year. And I'll explain that in a bit, how we do that, why we do that. But we basically just said, is there a word that God has that he wants to keep at the forefront of your mind as an encouragement or as a direction or something to just remind you of all throughout the year? And so many of you got a word and that word has been impacting you. In fact, in rehearsal, I was like, Daniel, what was your word? And your word was? Go. Go, which did you know that you were then going to apply for a new job, no. become the site pastor, yeah. and then within that week, find out you had to leave your home yeah. and go again, right? But Yeah, go. It was so weird because I'm sitting here and I get the word go and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I got this sort of picture in, in my mind from God and I looked down and my daughter was drawing a picture of what I had a vision of. And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, God, you want me to go somewhere? And I was like, I'm sad. I like where I am, right? And so, but it was really cool how God kind of showed up and, and brought fulfillment to that word. Yeah, I thought that it was, was amazing. Neat. So I love yeah, that. Yeah, after that, we headed into the new year and we uh, went in this series called Broken where we looked at mental health and stuff. And um, 
it was just really cool to see the vulnerability that grew in our church during that time. That mm. to be like, I love the phrase you said, it's okay to not be okay, mm. right? Or something like that. <laughs> and uh, um, But also at that time, we we made a decision here that Mark would begin preaching at both sites, right? He, Mark signed on. You're like, you know, you're going to teach at this church called Lakeside Central. And that surprise, you had to teach at both. And we're just so grateful and thankful, Mark, that you are able um, to use your gift and really stretch yourself in that way. So thank you uh, for blessing our church in that way. Yeah, and that was kind of the transition where uh, our downtown site was beginning transition. We got the news that Justin would be transitioning out. And so uh, we had a really neat thing where Johanna Kelly, who had been serving in Celebrate Recovery for years, she also attended downtown and stepped up as the ministry lead and just kind of quarterbacked that whole season where we were without a pastor. And uh, it was amazing to see our elders in a season where people were genuinely asking like, is our downtown site going to continue? And there were all these questions and everything. And our elders actually was at the meeting when they were just like, let it be known that we do not believe God is done with the downtown core and we are moving forward and we're trusting that God is going to bring someone. Amen. And so there's a, a foreshadowing of something we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. And then uh, we headed into March and we had this, uh, what we call the Vision Sunday here at Lakeside. Mm. And it was just cool. I, I wasn't leading that. So I got to just kind of witness a part of that and just, yeah, affirm what was happening. This idea with these words, encounter um, and anticipation across the stage here. And it's just a really cool idea to, to, to see that, you know, we have this anticipation that God is going to do something. Something. And then we encounter him and he does more. And it's just been such a cool year to see that. We celebrated that day with baptisms. It's, it, I love doing baptisms. And you see the, you know, the people up here in the splash zone, so many of you up there. It's just so cool to see that um, and the excitement of people experiencing life change in Jesus. Some of you actually got to do that. So yeah, that's another exciting thing we did. Yeah, and then we went into our Holy Spirit series called More. And mm-hmm. it was just this idea that uh, even I was reading last night, Jesus is talking in John 5, and he says, you're looking in the scriptures to find life, but you won't find it there. He says, but our, his spirit is in us. He's like, you'll find it in me. And so it was this transition where we love the word of God, we honor the word of God, mm-hmm. but we forget that God actually lives within us and wants to be in an intimate relationship with us. And so we took six weeks as a church to learn how to engage with the spirit, how to, in a sense, so set good. the sails to catch the wind of the spirit mm-hmm. in our lives, and even how to hear his voice. So that was, I think, a big monument shift for our church in that series. Yeah, whole, yeah different way of looking at life. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Well, towards the end of March, we said uh, farewell to a long-loved uh, staff member here, Justin Sitzma. Um, Justin had been here since, really, since Lakeside started, and um, he felt God calling him to another place. And we were, we were so grateful for how Justin had led in here, uh, in music and youth, um, and in Lakeside downtown in so many ways. And I'm still blessed to have a, a great relationship with Justin, and he is thriving in his new role, mm. and he's loving it. And so we are so grateful and praising God for how he continually moves people to where he has them to be. Yeah, Yeah, and then we actually made it official that we were looking for a new site pastor. It took a little while Mm because we wanted to make sure that we looked and evaluated and and wrote the right job description. And a team was formed with uh, members of our downtown community, and they began the quest to find our new site pastor downtown. Yeah, and speaking of downtown, around that time, we also had um, an encounter night. Do you guys remember that encounter night downtown, whoever was there? That was a really cool night Mm -hmm. where we just kind of did things different. We sat down and we just seeked God. We, we chased after him and we asked him to speak to us. We learned about how to hear his voice. It was just, yeah, it was just, a, 
I want more of that. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Here's a sneak peek for all of you that showed up today. Uh, we've been hearing that for probably eight months now, ever since our last encounter. Yeah. Right? It's like, we'd love to do more of that, more of times to worship, times to pray together, to hear his voice, and just, just soak in his presence. And so I just want this, nobody knows this yet, but I locked this down. Like, literally, my last meeting before Christmas Eve was with Michael Harris, and uh, he's agreed that in the new year, and probably the first five weeks or so, we're going to have a worship night on a Sunday night, and we're going to have Kingdom Life Fellowship lead us in worship, and we're just going to get to... To come, worship together, hear his voice as a community. It's going to be awesome. So, so excited about that. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. And then uh, in April, we had uh, Easter, and uh, this, was, this was shocking to me. There were so many moving parts going on. There was a search team going for the site pastor, and I heard the news that Lakeside Downtown was going to do Art of the Cross, and I'm the kind of guy that's like, when things are really hectic, like, you know, and you're lacking a, a full-time pastor, you just bring down the scope. And the word I got back was like, no, 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 no. Art of the cross is how we engage with this city, and it's something that's really yes. important to the core of this downtown community. And so we are going to make this happen. It is incredible to see literally hundreds of people come through mm-hmm. our downtown building, not from Lakeside, to encounter that time. So that was really neat. Yeah. And just towards the end of April, we also said goodbye to another staff, uh, Janet Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, we have also been able to be, sit under some of her great teaching and leadership in this church, and we were just so grateful for what she had led us through. And we were able to bless her into where she felt called to now, to be closer to her family in a new role. And we're, we're so grateful that God is continuing to use her. You know, it's exciting that we can see people grow here and go somewhere else and continue to grow and be used by God in other ways and feed the large church, not just our little our little church here in Guelph. Yeah. And then that also meant that then we were out without Janet Collins. Yeah. And yeah. so that left a huge shoes to fill and uh, lots of roles and there were questions yeah, about another, small groups and all that stuff. Yeah, another and so search began. Another search began. We like search committees here. Yeah, I guess uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't the only one who got the word go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, go sorry. ahead. Sorry. And then we started the Gifted series. Mm. Um, it was right through April into June. It started June, and we talked about seeking after spiritual gifts, and it was really this cool idea. Um, I loved that series because it, it helped us talk about how the people who sit on the stage or stand on the stage aren't the only one who, who um, lead this church or have a role in this church. It's, it's all of us. Mm. That you guys are all gifted and chosen by God and that you have unique roles. This is a really cool gift of, I, find, I found, finding ownership in our congregation. And so we're grateful for the gifts that you have yeah. and how you're using them already. Yeah, the other day I met someone who's been at the church three weeks and he was already serving. So it's just awesome. neat to see that becoming inculcated in our culture, which says to be a part of it is to serve. And so I thought mm. that was super neat. And then in uh, May, at the end of May, we actually had a really exciting time where we commissioned and we actually voted to affirm our new executive pastor who had been our transitions pastor up until that point, or our senior leader. And so we got to commission Jeff and Andrea Grewald, yeah. which I was so stoked about. Yeah, and that it was, was just awesome. Such a, cel- a celebration, a celebration time, a time of celebration. Time of celebration. It was, time, there you it, was, go. it was a party. And so we were just so <laughs> grateful as a church that we were able to do that and yeah. the way that God provided and affirmed that together. Yeah, I mean, we had a whole bunch of baptisms there too yeah. around that time. God is doing things. And then we headed into the summer and we studied the book of Mark. And uh, I remember when Mark wrote it in the, the, the whatever document we use to say what series are coming up, he wrote Mark, book of Mark, but with a C, like his name. And I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> to be clear, like, in the French Bible, it's spelt with a C. 
That's what he tells us. He hasn't shown me a French Bible yet. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, but we, we, looked, we journeyed with Jesus in a sense. We, we went through his narrative and we looked at some key points in his life. And I found for me, that was a really cool um, way to spend the summer, right? Usually summer's laid back and I found I was wanting to lean in more um, and kind of chase after God more. It was a really cool time. Yeah, and then in September, we had this incredible series where we just invited so many people from our community. And I met people, in fact, people who now are in this room right now who came to faith in Jesus during the series called My Problem with God, where we wrestled through some really tough questions. And in the midst of that series, we actually got to commission, because that's like the theme of the year is commissioning people, Daniel and Brianna. And uh, Daniel took over as our site pastor and kind of fulfilled that word of go that God gave him. And uh, that was just such an exciting thing for our church to see God, you know, months later answering that prayer, which was so so it was neat. exciting for me too, uh, yeah. And then as I headed down to I head head, as, yeah, me went. downtown went went downtown. Uh, <laughs> we I, I came and began working alongside Johanna, and immediately we realized that the title ministry lead doesn't make sense. What does that mean? Um, and so we kind of began wrestling. We're like, "What do you do, Johanna?" And we began realizing that she actually is pastoring our church downtown. And so mm-hmm. we we changed her her role and commissioned Johanna um, as the associate pastor of Lakeside Downtown. I'm just so grateful um, to work alongside her and see how God has gifted her and used her so much already. Um, and then just around the same time, another staff. Emma Field, who uh, worked along uh, Kim and I, she was she was called uh, to the meeting house to, to a greater role in serving and um, coordinating events, and we were able to commission Emma, and she's loving it down there as mm. well. Um, she's having a great time. Just it's just this real cool way of God calling people beyond where they've been before. Yeah, and I just got this sense this year, like God was teaching us as a church. He's like, if you will be open and allow people to go when they're called, I will continue to provide for you. Amen. So you don't have to worry. We don't have to be scared. Scared holds on and says, but we don't want them to leave. We love them so much. He's like, if you will have a posture of just releasing, he says, I will just have people all over the world that will come through Lakeside and will be grateful for what God did in their lives here. So uh, with that said, then we received. God really answered the prayer and mm-hmm. we got Robin and Steve who've joined us. And I know many of you have encountered them and are so grateful for them. And Robin still hasn't shared with us the story of how she got called here, but it's kind of a wild story. And I think, and maybe you could vote with me on this with your applause, that the next time she preaches, she should have to share that story at the beginning. Anybody? Okay. So uh, now here's the fun thing. I was going to say, so Robin can't preach until she agrees to do that, but she's already on the calendar for January. So she'll have to do that in January. Perfect. All right. Um, And then uh, those are some of the forward facing roles that you kind of, you know, these are positions that very publicly, you know, people moved on and we prayed whatever that people then came, not whatever people then came. Um, But there's also some kind of inward facing roles that are really logistical that many of you didn't even know transitioned. And yet there's really three key people that came in into new roles in our church in different capacities. And every single one of them were actually just lakeside people that God was calling them to yeah. step up in greater ways. Kim Root, M- Melissa Gates, and Larry Sosnowski were th- just three of the examples of people who stepped in from our community. And we're just so grateful for how God filled in those voids so quickly. Yeah, and then we headed into a partners meeting, and I've been to quite a few now. Um, and I remember thinking before partners meeting, I want to go just to hear what weird things people say. And this year, because <laughs> we were going through some weird times, right? And this year, I'm, I was so excited. I'm like, I can't wait to go to the partners meeting and celebrate. Mm. And it was a real time of celebration um, and, and the good news we're sharing and that time of this real idea of generosity. That word generosity was spoken as a word and as a thought and idea for the year. And I, I've just been, I feel so blessed to be in a generous church mm. and, and to, to see how God is calling us to continue to be generous. I can't mm. wait to see what he's gonna do. And then uh, we headed into the, uh, the Overwhelm series um, 
you know, for me, it was an overwhelming time of my life, so it fit. But it, and I think we all experience that, this idea of overwhelmed, and life, life gets overwhelming. But it was really cool, again, to be vulnerable, to not, I love when, as a church, we don't have to come here and say, you know, my life is perfect, I've got it all together, mm. but we were able to say, life gets hard and I need Jesus. Mm. And how inviting that is to others. Yeah. This is cool. And then we slowed down at Christmas and we did a series mm. called Interrupting Christmas. And uh, I know it was significant for many of you. It was most significant for me. And this is maybe selfish, but I'll just share, like, I've been a pastor for 10 years and the thing I've just asked God for and I've, I've never had is a teaching team that I wouldn't be the only person kind of, you know, what are we gonna preach on next week, Mark, right? Like that, but I would have a team. And uh, this is the first series where I had a preaching team where I sat down with Daniel and Robin and myself, the people who were gonna be doing all the teaching in that series. And we just, we prayed together, we worked through it together. And there was just this great sense of camaraderie that I was just so incredibly grateful for. And you got to experience it on the public end when you got all three of us to teach. And I think it was just uh, an incredible, yeah, it was really neat. So I was so grateful for that. Yeah, and then just towards the end of the year, you may have heard the news that uh, we have agreed to terms to sell the lakeside, the downtown building to Hope House. And it's just a really cool opportunity that we see now Hope House as almost graduating, as, you know, raising a kid and moving out and saying, now you're buying your own house. Mm. And we're just so excited that Hope House is now able to take ownership of that property and that it's, we are able to continue to have a thriving church in that place. Um, and I, I am grateful every day to work alongside Hope House and just see um, the real hands and feet of Jesus through the work that's being done there. And we are just really excited as to how this new style of partnership is going to continue to transform our city um, in, in, in spiritual and physical ways. Yeah. So it's just, I love it, it. It's a really cool opportunity. It is so cool. And then and we just met with Jaya even just to talk about 2020 yeah. and how we can partner really intentionally as a church community with, yeah. La- with Lakeside Hope House. And so... So excited about that. And then we finished the year off and we had an amazing staff Christmas party. And we just thought you should know that. The food was fantastic. It was great. The games were awesome. Mark lost. I lost the game. Uh, the boys lost. So we, anyways, but here was the really neat thing. And this is the thing, that, a theme that you see in scripture. When God's doing something with a people, he often does it first with the leaders. And I don't know if you sense this, but yeah. I just sense this like incredible unity at our staff party. Absolutely. Like in the midst of all these transitions we've been through in the last few years. And I was like, God, I just sense like you're bringing that for our congregation as well. I know so many of you are new. So many of you have been here through all the hard times we face. And I just sense that God just has a new unity and a new family focus, even mm-hmm. for our community. So um, I'm going to take a minute and walk us through our words yeah, for I'm the gonna year. Yeah, I'm going to grab a seat. Please do. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, Lakeside, I hope we've overwhelmed you in some ways. I hope that you didn't try and take notes on all that. I hope the thing that you take away from what we just shared is that in the midst of all the question marks, because every one of those praise items had a question mark, are we going to have a downtown site? Are we going to be able to be okay financially? Are we going to find this pastor to replace this pastor? Are we going to, ha- you know, are we going to be okay? And every time God was faithful and every time God did things that we did not expect. And I hope that's what you see in that 30,000 foot view that he is on the move and he's still on the move. And so for the last part of the gathering, I just wanna invite us to pause for a moment and actually ask God, how is he calling us to be a part of it? Because we're a big church and I feel like Lakeside has so many tentacles, so many different things that we're involved in. And I don't want you to feel like, oh, I should be involved in this and this and that and that and that. It's like, God has something for you. God has something very specific for you. And so we're in this habit of every year asking God for a word. And this isn't some way of spiritually, you know, making our New Year's resolutions spiritual. So it's like, yeah, my New Year's resolution, God told me I need to go to the gym or I need to quit smoking or I need to, that's not what we're doing here. What we're simply asking is, God, do you have a word that summarizes the way in which we are to be 
or the things that we are to remember or maybe a posture to have or to hold in the midst of this year of 2020. And I just wanna give you a sample of some of the words that people got last year and how it shaped them. Um, There was one person who in their job, they sensed like God was speaking to them about their workplace for the year. But the, the, the thing was not about a promotion. It wasn't about productivity. The word they got was assimilation. And they just sense like God saying, I want you to really live in a way where this team feels like family by the end of the year. Another person, this is actually one of the staff team, uh, staff team got this word, which was mine. And their word simply, they sense God saying to them, I want you to remember that in all the work that you do in this church, it is not yours, it is mine. And that just gave an open-handed posture to this person to say, I'm not going to hold on tight. I'm not going to live in fear. God's got this church, and it's a pleasure to serve him. And so that one word really shaped the way they lived. You heard Daniel say, go. And I watched Daniel as he kind of got those different moves and the surprises. We have to move. We have to find a place. And they just went with it. They just used that word to guide them as they went. Someone else I spoke to, their word for the year was intimacy. And they just sensed God saying, this year is about me revealing my intimacy for you. It's less about you doing and more about you receiving and understanding my love. And I you know, know that person and I know that God was kind of crushing a box of religion of do this, don't do that, and really coming to understand, no, we live in response to his love. And so that was a really impactful year. Other people got the word rest and oh, so many different words that really shaped their year. And so uh, if you're a guest with us or you're new and you're kind of thinking like, wait, wait, hold up. You think God speaks to you? Yeah, we do, actually. We believe that God's spirit, as Jesus' followers, lives inside of us. We welcomed him into us, and he speaks. And Jesus says, we do not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In Corinthians, Paul tells us that, Paul tells us that we have the mind of Christ. He says, who can understand God? He's like, but we have the mind of Christ. His spirit is connected to our spirit. So we do believe that we can hear from God, that he can speak to us, he can encourage us. And so uh, in the more series, I actually taught us how to hear God's voice. And so if you want to go back on YouTube and watch those videos, we just do a long, a long-winded, in a sense, approach to how to hear his voice. But we basically summarize it in four words. And that's all I want to do for you this morning before I give you a moment to hear from God. And so here are the four keys that we talk about in hearing his voice. Number one, be still. Because the reality is, is so often God is speaking and we're simply not listening. It is possible to speak and not be heard, and the same is true with God. So often in the busyness and the chaos, we miss his still small voice. The second thing is fix your eyes on Jesus. I don't know if you've ever read the Psalms, but David, who we say had his heart after God, uh, has this really strange statement where he says, I place God at my right hand. Now, if you read that literally, you think that's heresy. He's just like, I just grabbed God and I just placed him right here. David wasn't speaking literally, he was speaking figuratively in the sense of saying, like, in the midst of everything I'm going through, I make sure I remember that God is with me and I visualize that he's with me. So we're first still, then we just visualize that God is with us because we're reminding ourselves that his spirit is with us. So sometimes I just leave an empty chair in the room. Some of you light a candle. It's just, it's a physical way of remembering that he is with us. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. The third thing is we're open to spontaneous thoughts. I tell people, listen to God's voice. Just think of it like popcorn. Just think of it as the first thing that kind of comes to mind. If his spirit's in us, it doesn't even need to be audible. He can literally just bring a thought to mind, bring an image to mind. You read the book of Habakkuk. He talks about a vision that he got from God, and that's how he knew what God was saying. And so I'm just aware. I just pause and I say, God, sometimes I'm in a relationship and someone says something to me, and I just pause and I say, God, how do you want me to respond in this moment? And I just wait for the first thought to bubble up. That's the the original word in Hebrew is naba. It just means to bubble up. That's what prophecy is, just bubbles up. We don't cook it up. We don't make it up. We don't overthink it. We 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 just let it bubble up. 
And lastly, we write it down. Why? Because one, it's important to test things, to share it with community and make sure that we've heard from God, test it against scripture, the word of God. Um, but that's so important to write it down because as one uh, intern taught me, Widliff, write it down or lose it forever. And so if you wanna pull out your phone in a moment when you're just being still, and if God brings an image to mind or a word to mind, you just write that down and then you can kind of reflect on it later. But just don't even like, like oh, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, just write it down like Daniel did, go. He had no idea that God was gonna be calling him to move this year. So here's the prayer. Here's the prayer that I want you, if you're comfortable in a moment, just to pray in your seat and then we're just gonna be still for a moment. You good with that? Okay. God, I know there are many things you have for me this year. And if there is a word that summarizes my direction, my posture, mindset that you would like me to carry throughout 20, would you please bring it to mind now? Thank you, Lord. We're gonna play some light music and just give you a moment, give you about two minutes to just be still, to pray that prayer when you're ready and just write down whatever image or word God gives you for this year. Doesn't have to make sense. We're good with that, okay? Take a moment. Just bring your prayer to a close. Write down the word yet if you haven't written it down. There you go, man. Good eyes. Wow. Um, there's something powerful. Jesus talked about it, that often there are people who receive a word from God and then it gets snatched away. It hits bad soil. I think one of the most powerful things you can do is actually share that word with someone, even as you were told to test the word of God in community. And so I just encourage you as you go home today or as you're out in the atrium grabbing a coffee, would you just tell someone, just say, hey, do you sense like God spoke to you? It's like, I got this word. I don't even know what it means, but I'm just going to hold on to it. And it's amazing when you have people in your life who know the words that God has spoken over you. I'm telling you because my wife was this for me. When I'm ready to quit, she says, Mark, what are you doing? Don't you know your word for the year? God already spoke to this situation. Get up. Let's go. He's good. And so I just encourage you, when you leave here today after we sing this final song, would you just share that word with someone? Have that conversation over lunch or coffee. It's so important to have a community walk with us as we unite towards listening to his voice together. Let's stand and sing in response. Let me just pray a blessing over you. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness to your people for thousands of years, God. We cannot believe it is almost 2020, God. As you head into a new decade, God, a new year, Lord, a new season of life, God, we pray your blessing over us. Lord, we declare your presence, Lord, your spirit within us. God, I pray that you would bless our church, Lord, that you would lead us to move forward into places we've never gone before, God and yet that we would feel at rest and at peace, Lord, because you are the one fighting, God. You are the one moving, Lord, and we are simply moving with you. And so, God, we pray that those words you've given us today, Lord, that you would bring them to fulfillment, God, and that they would produce great fruit for your name. Lord, we thank you for your love and for the life you've given us. Bless us, we pray. Amen. Amen. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next year.